I've spoken recently about emoticons and how they're essentially the death rattle of articulated speech. And it's funny because I think that that episode has stirred up more in people than most have. And I think it's because I attacked something that people do. So I'll often give out about globalization or consumerism or materialism or all these other things. And people, I don't know how much of those things they notice they embody in their own lives or that they contribute to in their own in their own lives, in their, in their own ways. But emoticons are things that people actually, you know, they, they insert them into their text messages. You don't, you don't insert capitalism into your text message. You don't insert materialism into your text message. Okay? Now, those things are implicit in what you're doing, but they're not as obvious. So I think that's one of the reasons, at least, why people push back against me a little in relation to the emoticons. I touched on a fucking nerve. I I went after something that they did and that they enjoyed and that they didn't see any harm in. Now, look, at the outset of this recording, I referred to emoticons as being the death rattle of articulated speech. Do I really think that? You know, not really. I'm exaggerating to make the point, lads. I'm being fucking hyperbolic, okay? I'm just, I'm trying to get across the sentiment, as always, as is the fucking, the main theme throughout this whole fucking thing. I'm trying to bypass your mind and fucking molest your soul. But, <laughs> but enough about bypassing people's minds to molest their souls. <laughs> oh, I've gone over the fucking deep end on this one but anyway what I want to concentrate here on is things that that cross the the mind-soul barrier if there even is such a fucking thing okay? okay one thing that works about emoticons is they do exactly that I think that they they bridge the mind and the soul okay I think literature does this I think descriptive writing and descriptive language generally does this and I think analogies do it and I think that's why I'm so fond of analogies for having things explained to me and then in turn trying to explain them to use cunts and again I use use cunts as a synonym for myself okay so they bridge the gap they cross the they, they cross the divide okay so Emoticons aren't articulated speech, but your soul recognises a smiley face distinct from an angry face, okay? Because your soul sees in pictures and it, it reads narrative. So you could read a book from start to finish, okay? And you understand every word, you understand every sentence, you understand the paragraphs and the orders and the chapters, and you fucking, you know it as you read it word by word, but you've gotten it by the time you get to the end of it, okay? So your soul gets things and your mind understands them. Okay, so at the end of a good book or a good film or a good poem or something that you enjoyed, your mind will have consumed it, but your soul will have been affected by it. And I've called analogies intellectual shortcuts before because I think that's what they do. You've got something that you want to explain to something, to somebody. Now, you could go back in time and start talking about the first person who theorised this thing and how it was developed in its early years and how it morphed from one thing to another before being hijacked by somebody else and turned into what it is now. And, and you can try and explain things that way. But a much better way to explain it is to put it in terms that the person that you're talking to can relate to. You know the way you bought that car that day? Well, this is the same, okay? But you're buying a 
superconductor. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. But you put things into context for people. You give people, you, you, you give people the ability to see it with their mind's eye. And that's an interesting one. I'm just thinking out loud here. I wonder, is your mind's eye your soul's vision? Distinct from your eyesight. Because when somebody says, imagine something, like when you imagine something, is that your soul's perception that you're tapping into? I don't fucking know. And I'm going down a fucking rabbit hole and I don't want to do that. I want to kind of concentrate on this idea of bridging the gap. So as I was saying, analogies, I've called them before, intellectual shortcuts. You don't need the history of something. You just need to, to get it. You just need the sentiment, okay? The mind knows and the soul gets. So if you can get something into somebody's head, you're essentially conversing with their soul, okay? And analogies do that. They bypass the mind a little. But it's not that they bypass the mind because the mind still has to understand the words that you're saying, okay? So I think, or I'm beginning to think that analogies are, I still think that they're shortcuts, I think I still think that they're intellectual shortcuts. But what I'm starting to think is that they're, inte- they're intellectual shortcuts to the bridge between mind and soul. Okay, you still have to, you have to get there before you can cross over. And usually the way people do that is they tell you all the details about something. But a much better way would be to, to use analogy. To, to, instead of you having to fucking meander through all the ups and downs and bends to get to somewhere. They just give you a shortcut, basically. And just to concretize that a little, for me, first and foremost, and, you know, also for use cons, an example of this would be in relation to orbits, okay? When I tried to explain orbits to myself and to whoever might be listening, I used the analogy of a cannon firing a ball, okay? And I went through the steps of how it essentially ends up perpetually falling around the world. Now, to me, that's an analogy. That's a shortcut, okay? That's a shortcut to getting your soul to understand it. It's a, sh- it's a shortcut to the bridge to get to your soul, to reach you. You often hear that phrase, you know, we're trying to reach people, okay? Reaching people is distinct from telling them something. Anybody can be told anything, but it's whether or not they get it that matters. And if you can get somebody to fucking get something you've deemed to have reached them okay and you reach them i think or i'm beginning to think by bridging the gap between mind and soul so i gave the analogy of the cannon firing the ball around the world to explain in an attempt at least to explain orbits i could have talked about the complexities of the space-time continuum i could have talked about time in relation to it having a direction i also could have talked about it has being a dimension in its own right, okay? And that it can be bent and how matter interacts with the dimension of time. I could have went into all those kind of details, but to what fucking end? Nobody would have had the faintest fucking idea what I was talking about, including myself, because it's all ego. It's all mind. It's all a construct. It doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. There's nothing tangible to it. There's nothing there that's doing any understanding. You'd understand what I was saying, Okay, word for word, you'd understand the set, the words, you'd understand the sentences, okay, you'd understand the paragraphs, you'd understand everything bit by bit, and you, as I would have explained it, you would have smiled and nodded and went, yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah, and you would have gotten it to the end, and you wouldn't have known what the fuck I was talking about, but you get a steel ball being fired out of a cannon, and you're better off explaining things in those terms, 
And this episode, I think, is just a fucking perfect exemplar of me trying to fucking figure something out in my head and using use cunts as the tennis player to hit the fucking ball back, even though he's aren't here fucking talking to me and it's just me going insane in my fridge. And on that note, I'll chat you soon. <laughs>